Hello everybody and welcome to Minute 90. On this episode, we talk about the future of NWSL expansion as three markets are hoping to join the league as soon as 2025. We also explain the details of the ownership groups as we are getting ready to prepare for the 2023 NWSL season. And now, it's time for the opening kickoff. Hello, everybody, and welcome to our another episode of Minute 90, the podcast for all of soccer fans, especially here in North America. I'm Jan Booker. Thank you for joining us here. And, of course, joining me, as always, is my co-host, Mamadou Jello. How are you doing, Mamadou? I'm good. Good, everybody. Thank you for joining us, and um, um, let's get on this adventure. I'm excited for it. Yeah. Okay, so... As we know that the NWSL is definitely getting ready to begin the preseason very soon. But before we get to all that, we got some reports for the NWSL, especially on the expansion side of things. Because Mm -hmm. the NWS, there are reports that the NWSL is set to expand by three teams. And two of them, we know it's a familiar one. One of them hasn't been involved in women's soccer in a very long time. So the NWSL is set to expand by three teams in Boston, Utah, and the San Francisco Bay Area. According to The Athletic, the Wall Street Journal was first reported the news. And here's what we need to know about the three expansion teams first off the groups in boston and in the bay area have agreed to pay approximately 50 million dollars in franchise fees the most of any previous payment required to enter the nwsl the utah ownership is expected to pay between two to five million dollars an arrangement agreed to a few years ago and the Utah and Bay Area teams would join the league in 2024, while Boston will be joining in a later time, hopefully 2025. So, with the addition of the three teams, the NWSL will have 15 franchises. Of course, last year, Angel City and San Diego joined the league, mm-hmm. and with the fees reportedly between two to five million dollars so the jump in expansion fees indicates in willingness from outside parties to bet on the league's value so Mamadou, i think we could tell that of course utah has been a part of the nwsl before with the utah royals and of course boston has been involved with the boston breakers of course they were a part of three women's professional soccer leagues in its history before being like before before being folded in 2018 Mm -hmm. and of course for the bay area of course we never had a bay area team since the days of wps where fc gold pride was a part of it and of course the wusa with the uh the bay area slash san jose cyber race um, so I could tell about what's going to happen with the future in the NWSL, especially with the expansion teams. But what are your thoughts on the um the three um teams that could be a part of the NWSL probably next year and 
definitely to um 2025. Um well yeah, I think uh expansion leads to more um you know population more of the masses knowing about the game. So definitely expansion is amazing, it's awesome. And that's what the league wants. They want expansion so the the game, the league can grow into masses and masses of fans. Excuse me. And um that's the best way to do it with expanding because you're expanding it into different areas. Um like you're saying, um the Utah has been around, um San Francisco has been around, but um no was it Boston? San Francisco has been around, but Utah hasn't been. So, you know, now you putting the game out in Utah is giving those uh people in Utah, you know, a women's league, a women's team local to follow you know so it's gonna bring in those you know fans you know and they're gonna probably create and build new fans out there because there are some women women soccer fans out there that you know are looking for a team for to root for and that might bring them closer into the game into the league and so the more that you can get from that the better um that's what i'm saying the expansion is going to expand the fan base of not just the local team, but for the NWSL. So, you know what I'm saying? So this is, this is great news. This is, this is awesome. Um, The money is crazy, but as time goes on, what, you know, um, as they say yesterday's price is not today's price. So as time goes on, the prices is just going to inflate. It's going to elevate. So, if you want to buy a team, if you want to create a team, or um, if you want to ex- be a part of an expansion team, it's going to be even more costly than it was in the previous year. And yeah, that's 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 pretty much our economy now. So that's how things go, unfortunately. But definitely the expansion, I think it's going to be an amazing thing. It's going to be awesome. Um, Like I said, not only for that local team, but for the league as a whole. Yeah, absolutely. And I got to say that, you know, the NWSL is hoping to, like, build the momentum for the, like, you know, like building new teams in the future. Um, NWSL Commissioner Jessica Berman said earlier this month that the league will be setting expansion plans, expansion plans, excuse me, for three, five, and ten years at a time, adding that the NWSL does not have a target number of teams. And she said, quote, the demand is there for us to expand as quickly as we want. It will be our self-discipline that tempers that enthusiasm to ensure that we're doing it sustainably and in a valuable way. Now, now, I gotta say that it will be especially fantastic if Boston can make like what Kansas city has done and get their women's team to a proper urban stadium while the men play like at Gillette stadium. But for me, I think like when it comes to expansion teams, I mean, you just got to admit that this is the beginning of what is to come in the future for not only the NWSL, but also teams everywhere. When you, yeah. yeah, yeah, and when you take a look at the teams that have been involved in women's soccer before, but it hasn't been in the NWSL 
yet. Like when you take a look at um Atlanta, of course, they were involved in the women's soccer form for both WUSA and WPS, but they have not been in the NWSL yet. Um let's see, who else? Um, well, I mean, chances are, you know, we could see some of the teams throughout the next years, hopefully, to be a part of the NWS. Um, yeah, that's and that's what I'm saying. Expansion is just only going to lead to opening the game up more to different places, different teams, um, and a different demographic. And that different demographic can come from a whole new place that can lead to an expansion within that place. You know, like you mentioned, like a like an Atlanta team. You know, um, but. But yeah, for sure. This is this is the one the the what the commissioner said is amazing because you don't want to put a limit to it. If if there's interest of expanding within numerous other places, you want to look into that. And if it's possible, if it fits the system, then it doesn't hurt the league, then by all means definitely do that for sure. Um I have no problems with that. And, you know, if you're building, if you make an expansion team and everything like that, when it comes to the stadiums, I'm sure you will have these discussions early on with the commissioner, with the league. What are your plans? Okay, you want a team, but what are your plans? Where are you going to play? Where are you looking to play? And things of that nature. Like you mentioned with the Kansas City, it, it perfectly, it ended up working out great for them uh, with how it's set up. So you're hoping that, you know, whenever another team try to comes in um they're trying to expand into the um they're trying to um join I'm sorry they they're trying to join into the NWSL then you expect them to come in there with a plan so um the expansion is uh, I it, to me I think it's a great it's a great uh way of expanding the game within the numerous platforms of course, and also within numerous areas and locations and demographics, and um, yeah, I'm 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 all for it. I'm all for it. Once you have a plan, you want to ex- you want to um join the big leagues by all means, go ahead, and it's only gonna help out those leagues. It's gonna it's only gonna help out those big leagues, and um, and we look at teams also. Teams are coming in hot. Teams are coming in hot because we look at the Kansas City. Um, weren't they? I think they just joined about two years ago. Yes, they were joined two years, two, two years ago, and then yeah. this will be their third. Yeah, start coming up soon. Last season they were in the championship, so yes, it's not like teams are coming in tanking and being terrible and just being bad from early on to the next year. No, they come in, they play hard, and they make it you know they actually belong so it's hey if you can compete by all means and join our league because that's what we're looking for competition and that's what we enjoy as fans watching these athletes amazing amazing elite elite athletes going at it and we want to see the best of the best and if you can add um you can you know add a, a a formidable opponent to a formidable um team to the league by all means add them in there and you know give the fans the um uh the bang for their buck absolutely and the thing is when it comes to expansion teams some 
some teams can be good, mm-hmm. some teams can be bad. And, mm-hmm. you know, when it comes to building the process of creating a team, not only that they're building the um the foundation for this forum any team but they're mm-hmm. building the foundation for their identity as well right. once you come into the nwsl or any soccer league as an expansion team then chances are it may not be a good season for you it may be a good season for you but at the end of the day you just gotta do what's best for this team you just got to do what's best for the players, the coaching staff, the office management, all the other things within the expansion team. Because, you know, you just got to build your way up there. And then by the time year two comes, hopefully you can try to make sure to get into the right footing and hopefully trying to be a caliber team that could definitely help you winning the championship for sure. Yep. That's what it's about. And I like Kansas City current. So they made it happen. They did the same thing. And man, look at them. Now I look at them going to the third season and trying to do the same thing. All right. So here's the details of the groups that will be happening here. First off the Bay Area expansion teams. The ownership group includes private equity form, six street partners, and former U.S. Women's National Team players, Brandy Chastain, Leslie Osborne, Daniel Slayton, and Allie Widener. Between the four of them, they have experience from all three professional leagues in the U.S. and careers that spend a 10 pro teams domestically and abroad. And of course, they're all alumni of the Santa Clara Broncos. For the Boston team, we got Jennifer Epstein, the daughter of Celtics co-owner Robert Epstein and founder of Juno Equity, is a part of a women's investment group backing the Boston bid. This is not Boston's first NWS appearance, however, as they were, of course, called the Boston Breakers. Of course, we talked about that earlier, um, which appeared in the now the Funk WUSA and WPS, and of course, they were in the NWSL from the inaugural season in 2013 until the team folded in 2018. And then, of course, we know about the Utah Royals. They came in from 2018 to 2020. They were folded. They moved to Kansas City in December 2020 after former owner was ousted by both NWSL and MLS after the athletic reported of his racist behavior and a toxic culture at the Royals and RSL. But good thing is for the Utah team, we got they have a new owner, of course, Ryan Smith. Of course, you might notice him as one of the uh, owners for the Utah Jazz in the NBA. And he is definitely interested in he was definitely interested in buying both Real Salt Lake and bringing back the Utah Royals for 2024 and I gotta say that we will definitely see Utah Royals be back in the NWSL next year and hopefully we'll probably see um the Bay Area team as well for 2024 hey let's get it going let's get it going it would be great competition 
and it'll be a great addition for the NWSL. So, and I'm sure the teams that are going to be added are going to be very excited to join the NWSL. And I honestly feel like they're going to come in balling out. So, it's going to be a great, it's going to be great all around for everybody. Yep. And we can't wait for that. Um, for sure. So, we got the NWSL coming up very soon, like around March. But of course, this season will be different than the other recent past um seasons where of course the challenge cup will not be a part of the preseason it's going to be happening during the regular season and of course we got the playoffs and the championship hopefully hopefully they will try to make sure to make things official soon for the um the championship venue but you know other than that I'm ready for the NWSL, Mamadou. Hey, let's get the games rolling. Let's get it rolling. Let's get it rolling. And now, for all the latest news in North American soccer, it's stoppage time. Let's take a look at Major League Soccer. MLS on Apple TV officially launched yesterday. To get ready for the 2023 MLS season, fans can enjoy a wide variety of free on-demand content that celebrate the action, excitement, and distinct culture of Major League Soccer, including the content of MLS clubs, 2023 player profiles, the best league and club highlights from the 2022 season, four replays of classic matches, and documentary-style vignettes. Once the season kicks off on February 25th, MLS Season Pass will feature every live game, MLS regular season match, the entire Audi MLS Cup playoffs, and League Cup all in one place, with consistent time matches and no blackouts. With an MLS Season Pass subscription, fans can enjoy every MLS match on billions of devices through the Apple TV app, on Apple devices, smart TVs, streaming devices, set-top boxes, and game consoles, as well as on the web at tv.apple.com. On Monday, Apple also announced a second round of on-air personalities who will join MLS Season Pass. 31 new additions bring a wealth of MLS and international soccer experience as announcers and players to the MLS Season Pass team. They will join 18 announcers who were announced earlier this month, including studio analysts and hosts Kaylin Kyle and Shep Messing, to play-by-play announcers, including Kevin Egan, Mark Falwell, Tyler Terrence, and Colin Williams. And that will do it for this episode of Minute 90. As always, subscribe to this podcast on any platform you choose. I'm Jan Voker, and that is Full Time with Minute 90, a soccer podcast for soccer fans.